thank you everybody for joining us today in our Latin and mainstream uh, effective release strategies in Latin America panel. Um, we're really excited to have everybody today. Um, we have a, a stellar cast here of, of different uh, key players you know, in the industry that help essentially in terms of building all these different campaigns you know, that, we can, that can be developed in, in Latin America. I am Janet Berrios. I'm the head of corporate marketing for Symphonic Distribution. Um, been here for about seven years, and uh, and basically, yeah, I focus on you know hosting events like these, you know, virtual music industry uh, sessions. Also, uh, we do do this event, you know, live, uh, typically in different cities. Um, uh, and yeah, you know, it's, it's obviously an honor to to have the panelists here today, and then all the viewers that are also seeing us. Um, as we know, the Latin American music consumer tends to be a more passionate and engaged listener than most consumers in the world. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about best practices, how you can increase your, your reach of your releases in this you know, emerging territory, and uh, with some of the leading curators and also marketers in the game. So um, just a, a few facts too for, for those of you uh, viewing us today, uh, Latin America, the Latin American music is growing faster overall in the U.S. market and has outpaced the overall U.S. music market in general. Uh, in addition to that, a lot of these, uh, there's about, you know, at least in one of the main platforms, um, there's about 40 million um, active listeners that are listening specifically uh, to either Latin content or Latin uh, consumers themselves. Uh, so to kick off the, you know, like our panel today, um, I'm going to do a little, I'm going to let our, our panelists do a little bit of an intro. Um, just in, in a few quick words, just say, you know, like your name, uh, title, and what do you do in the industry? So uh, I'll kick it off with Andrea. Hi everyone, happy to be here. Well, my name is Andrea Barbosa. I'm in charge of label relations for YouTube music, uh, focused on LATAM, but mainly working for Mexico and Colombia. Marcos. Uh, hello, pleasure to be here. My name is Marcos Juarez, I'm based out of Oakland, California. I'm the head of Latin music at Pandora. Um, been doing that for eight years and basically ensuring that um, the Latin music on our platform is representative and uh, has a wide breadth. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll get into that more. Thank you. Thanks. Adele? Um, I'm Adele Hatem and I run a company called D Music Marketing and we focus on marketing non-Latin artists essentially into Latin America. So we work very close with um, all the countries from Mexico to Brazil. Um, and occasionally we do work some more of the indie Latin music in, in Latin America. Nice. And then last but not least, Victor. Hi everybody. My name is Victor Roque Jr. I work for SBS for our digital division, content division, La Musica, La Musica app. And, uh, just as Marco said, we're looking to represent our music everywhere and make sure that we support all these artists that are looking for platforms to work with. So, un placer. Awesome. Thanks so much. 
so first question is going to be for Adele. We can start a little bit talking about digital strategy in, in, in general as, as folks are trying to enter the market. So what would you say are some of the, you know, just kind of key platforms and, and we can include whether it's like new technology or DSPs that you feel are key in, in terms of entering, you know, the market? Um, well, you know, in Latin America, you know, everybody loves YouTube. I mean, not because Andrea is here, but um, it's, it's definitely the one platform where people still consume the music the most. Um, and then, of course, we've got Spotify, I think would be like in second place. Um, we also there's Deezer that um, is growing very fast and is doing really, really great marketing strategies. Um, Apple Music for sure is definitely growing and we, we've seen an upscale in their performance, at least with the music that we work. Um, we have Claro Musica, which is a very local across the region music store owned by um, a, a, a telco. Um, we also work with Amazon Music, but then on the social level, people are very much engaged on the social media platforms. So definitely TikTok is taking the lead. Um, a lot of people, you know, obviously are on Instagram and Facebook is still very, very important in the market. Um, and one platform that just launched um, that is looking like it's going to be pretty big is um, by Dances Resso, which is a new music platform. And at the moment, it's only available in Brazil. But it's already being it's only been a month, I think, old. And so far, the early signs looks like it's going to be a very important um, platform to be a part of. Yeah. What would you say, like, in terms of, you know, guys, I know you mentioned several DSPs in there, you know, like the Spotify, the Amazon. Do you do you consider that that it's important to have, you know, relations relationships in those specific territories or do you feel that perhaps you know because the U.S. when when you look at a platform specifically in the U.S. let's say if you're located in the U.S. you're going to see certain playlists or stations that are programmed for that region so is it important are, are still those Latin playlists you know important from a U.S. perspective or do you think that it's important to have those relationships you know those like curated you know curators that are more regional I definitely think understanding um, locally what's happening and having those relationships is key because the way that we approach, say, Chile, it's very different than the way we would approach Brazil or Mexico. And understanding also what's happening locally, socially, um, economically, and understanding how to speak to each and every one of those platforms is, is crucial. Um, obviously, the music that we, we work some of it's pop but a lot of it's indie so we understand our limitations and and coming very humbly as international coming in is is the key understanding that latin music is definitely bigger and and we would never try to you know overstep or disrespect the culture locally but i do believe that you can globalize as much as possible but nothing's going to take nothing's going to be more important than understanding and having those relationships locally because there's actual people in each market doing a job and if you can talk to them directly and have a relationship directly in art and the artist is interested in developing that relationship directly, I think that makes a big difference. And I can, I can see that. Um, and I know you mentioned, you know, one of the key players being YouTube. Um, and then, you know, like, I'd love to hear from you Adele first and then we can kind of jump a little bit with Andrea. Um, you know, video consumption is, is huge in, in, in YouTube. Um, you know, I, I've seen that there's even like some of the top videos that I'm sure Andrea 
can can allude to more stats, but you know, some of the top videos that have reached a billion views are of Latin content. Um, obviously, it's one of the the you know a lot. There's a really rabid fan base that actually consumes content there. Um, tips, recommendations, like how you know, like how should somebody navigate you know YouTube if they're trying to you know focus to a, you know to a Latin audience. Obviously, I mean, it's 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 a fascinating game. I mean, Andrea can definitely elaborate way more than, than, than we can. But obviously, it depends on the quality of the content. It depends on how much content, you know, you've got your lyric video, and then you have your official video, and then you have the non-official music videos that you want fans to generate when the, art, the artist allows them to use the music, which I think are, are, are part of a successful campaign within the platform. Um, I, I do think we have a lot of very interesting um, channels where local kids do lyric translations of the videos and they make their own videos and, and they have a lot of followers. So, I, I mean, identifying those fans that attract to, to music um, is a fun way of inexpensively doing something cool where you're not necessarily going to you know, have that audience already, but you're going to find new audiences. So there's many different ways. I mean, I know that you can invest on advertising, you can invest on views, but organically speaking, there's very creative ways of, of approaching it um, and, and reaching a goal, depending on what success means to you or your artist, um, which is not the same for everyone across the board. But uh, as you know, it's really funny because I, I was having a conversation with with a partner and we were talking about secondary cities or you know smaller cities across the region where they were saying you know just do people know what spotify is and a lot of people don't know what spotify or apple is but everybody knows what youtube is yep. and that's you know that's something we can't take for granted interesting so now i think that's like a great segue here to andrea so um yeah tell us a little bit in terms of of you know habits and and just best practices in terms of of, of you know, independent artists, record labels trying to enter the market and, and trends there. Absolutely. I think I think Adele hit the spot, you know, really what we always um, recommend. And it's something that even if we don't recommend the artists are doing already is just finding new ways that the audience can engage with the song. You know, maybe they like a song because they saw the the lyric video and they like to sing along. They saw the choreography and you know they, they like to do the, the, the dances or challenges that been around in other platforms. Of course, uh, some some people might like the official video. So it's basically finding um, different ways that the audience can engage with one same song. That basically it's 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 not cannibalizing one video to the other. I mean, really, what we're trying to do is just like expand the experience, you know, for the for the public, you know, that, that they can actually relate to the song in different ways. And that's something that we definitely include in in, in terms of talking strategy with the artists and that they're doing already. There's if you could, if you see like the the artists that, for example, our, our global um, head of music, Lear Cohen, always says that, that the Latin artists are the PhDs of YouTube, you know, because that's exactly what they're doing. You know, they're, they're giving the audience uh, different ways of, of engaging with the song, you know, and 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 basically just being in that in that consistency, you know, being uh, updating their their YouTube channel and just not le not letting the, the song hit any spikes, you know, but basically keeping it you know, that same pace for, for as long as they can. Very interesting. Um, what types of tools are available, you know, like within platform that, that artists can be using um, in order to, you know, like just increase their reach, 
you know, be a little bit more active. Now that you were talking about, you know, like beyond, obviously, like as artists, you know, maintaining kind of like presence in the in the platform. What are what are some of the top platform uh, tools there? I mean, I think the one that we should focus more is basically the YouTube analytics. And now that we have analytics specifically for artists, I think that's uh, one of the tools that we're most proud of because now the the artists can get a very um, assertive uh, picture of how they're doing. And I think uh, the analytics is telling you exactly how the audience is behaving, you know, uh, um, around your your music and how they're behaving around discovering you around, uh, you know, the, the live stream you did last week or something like that. And whilst the artist is looking at their at their at their analytics and seeing what's actually working, what's not, you know, what what exactly is bringing the audience to this contents. And that's going to be like this um, revolving door, you know, like um, how can we bring more uh, more of this audience? How can we keep them? And, and most importantly, to be loyal to these people, because after all, this is something for them, you know, so how can we keep on, on, on giving and bringing them to to that to our content. So that's one of the things I think we should really focus. And of course, we have you know the YouTube Creator Academy. There's a lot of content there in terms of uh, tools for for monetization, uh, production for live streams, uh, how tos, uh, dos and don'ts, all of that. That's always for for the artists' um, reach and how they can work better their channel. Um, and how you know how how can an artist that obviously has the intention of of promoting themselves you know in LATAM you know how how can they maximize that ability you know is, is there a possibility beyond ads because obviously there's always you know Google ads but but what recommendations would you give that audience you know that's trying to promote you know within those regions you know I think there's always the part of YouTube and then outside of YouTube you know there's definitely the 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 promotion outside the tool but what we're trying to do in, in YouTube is definitely show that they can they can reach globally you know and that's this is basically what happened with the whole um, Latin phenomenon but actually non-phenomenon because what happened was the music was so powerful at, that the artists themselves actually just use the platform because of its global reach you know so they, they, they realize, oh, I don't have to be this local artist. I don't have to be just on the local radio. I can definitely go big um, in one one way, you know, through YouTube and, and whatnot and just be um, reaching out people with, with my great music. So I think that's, that's that part. And then there's the other part where you're actually doing things, you know, outside, you know, the marketing and everything. Um, one of my, my colleagues actually always says, you know, like content is king, but marketing is queen. So that one doesn't go without the other. So I think there's a lot of things that we're seeing right now uh, in terms of um, Latin artists, you know, trying to make it big in YouTube just by being there, being consistent and, you know, reaching out to the to their fans, which is one of the things that YouTube tries to do, you know, keeping that conversation active between audience and artists, which is, I think, one thing that we're, we're doing very well. Um, and then there's the other part where they're actually like connecting, you know, through the different um, companies, you know, such as like Adele's uh, company, the music, you know, I think that um, that kind of partnerships is always is always a, a good bet, you know, it's something that always works for, for the artists. So, yeah, I hope that answered your question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of everything, but it's, it's great information, you know, overall. <laughs> um, 
So, so jumping now at, uh, to, to Marcos, uh, in terms of, obviously we've been talking a lot about, you know, tools, um, also, you know, platforms for, you know, discovering music, um, as the, obviously the head of Latin programming in Pandora, um, you know, we've recently seen that there, there's been, uh, a lot of new genres that, that you, that the, the platform has, um, has launched, you know, different stations that you guys have launched. So, so I would love to hear a little bit about that. And, and obviously Pandora is, is mainly focused in the U.S. and in Puerto Rico. Um, but obviously there's this new influx of, of different, you know, genres that, that are being launched. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that and, and, um, and, and how, you know, how it's going audiences and so on. Sure. Um, well, you know, I think, um, you know, it, it, we've always had a, a really diverse offering and that's definitely always been my first priority is to, um, be representative. Um, but, you know, I think as, as times change, you have to, you have to repackage things. You have to approach content from a different perspective. You have to look at, at the moment, um, you know, and, and definitely a lot of that is informed by new and emerging sounds and new scenes and new, um, movements within music. But, um, you know, you, you, you just shit gets tired after a while like you know the the same like packaging of something people people get tired of it and so um this year we began launching a series of stations that focus on afro-latinos and the african diaspora in the americas and this came um on the heels of what happened uh in minneapolis the murder of george floyd and wanting to really allow for latin music to have a voice in um in sort of a global movement for Black Lives Matter and recognition of, of you know, Black identity. And um, so, you know, in, in this case, it, it became clear so often we stand on the sidelines of these conversations in the US as Latinos. Um, and I felt like given the platform that I had at Pandora, it was important to make a statement that um, Latin music is African music. And so um, within that, you know, and, and you and Greg and AJ have been super helpful in, in, in um, you know, digging into the symphonic uh, vault and, and helping, um, helping bring to light some artists that are part of that diaspora. Um, so, you know, we began launching Afro Colombia and the intention there, like, obviously we, we have places on the platform where you can listen to Champeta and you can listen to Sasa Colombiana. You can listen to Cumbia, Mayenato and, and all these different types of music. But there was nowhere where it was all uh, put together to 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 express a narrative around this music, and that was really what I wanted to do with this was talk about the roots of this music, but then also um, expose a lot of these new artists. In the case of Colombia, that are coming out of Barranquilla and Cartagena and, and El Pacifico, um, so to me that that's really exciting, and that's one example. Um, you know, those Afro Latin stations so far have included Colombia, Puerto Rico. Cuba and the Dominican Republic. And the idea is to put classic, iconic, like canonic Latin repertoire next to new experimental um, artists who are, who are pushing boundaries to really express that um, Afro-Latin music is not static. It's not monocultural, um, it's dynamic, it's alive and it influences and has influenced like the majority of Latin music that, you know, well, we all know today. So, you know, I think that's a good example of of sort of approaching something again uh, with with through the lens of timing and through the lens of a specific event, um, you know, to, in an effort to to make a statement and and to and to provide a listening experience that people will be into. Um, 
you know, and then we have other, um, we launched a station last year called El Detour. And we were talking offline earlier um, about indie music and the penetration of indie artists, like truly indie artists um, into the US market, which can be really difficult, um, especially if you don't have budget to tour in the US or, um, you know, if, if you don't have that uh, pr promotion apparatus available to you in the US, it's really difficult to get any exposure. Um, but that said, we know that there's an audience for different styles and sounds coming out of Latin America and the US um, that aren't just like the same four genres that, you know, Latin listeners are beat over the head with in the mainstream. And so that was the idea with El Ditor was to, was to market this listening experience as being, an, you know, the, the marginalized voices of Latin music from, you know, indie rock to experimental to fusion to singer songwriter to, to whatever. Um, so, you know, I think that's another example of, of taking the platform and really trying to push music. Cause ultimately, and I think we've all seen this in our, in our own um, respective corners of this business is the new music that, that ends up driving um, innovation and ends up driving audience eventually. So I think the the more in tune you are with new music and, and you push it and you become known as a place where people can find it, the better off you are. And I mean, obviously YouTube is like the king of that um, yeah. to plug YouTube again, <laughs> but let's be honest, like, you know, like for those Afro Latin stations, I was like, I was on YouTube. Like, how am I gonna know what's cracking in like, you know, um, the Pacific coast of Colombia if I'm not like looking at the videos that they're making. So, you know, it's real. You, you gotta you gotta go where the music is and then, you know, take it, take it out from there. Nice. Or or you know, or call Symphonic, you know, to tell to tell you. That's right. Or holler at Symphonic and they will school yeah. you on some on some music. No. Um hey, that's that's awesome. That's that's great. And I, I love that that you know that now we live in a time that you know we are creating these like spaces, you know, for these different types of niche of music. Um Cause yeah, because it adds so much richness and diversity, you know, so it's, it's great. Um, in terms of, you know, have you found, you know, what would be like on your, you know, like on your end, like one, one of the best tips, you know, like in terms of, of Pandora and discovery, you know, for, um, you know, for let's say non-Latin music to be discovered in those territories, like how, how would that look, you know, and, and how is that creation, you know, or what would you be like your recommendations be? So talking about reverse for non-Latin music to be discovered yeah. in Latin America. Latin, uh-huh, yeah. Throughout. So U.S.-based artists in... Yeah, yeah. and it, it could potentially, because like, I know that some of our viewers, you know, could be potentially, you know, perhaps they have these Latin roots, yeah. U.S.-based, but trying sure. to then, you know, find the right space. Um, well, I think Adele touched on this, like there's, there's people, and this is something you do beautifully, I think in Puerto Rico actually, Janet, um, there's people who are in touch with those scenes. And, you know, if you aren't in touch with those scenes and you don't insert yourself in those scenes and do the groundwork, it's, I think it's going to be very difficult to just become viral, like some kid from LA. Like, I mean, it happens, it definitely happens, but I think you have to create networks that put you in those places um, so people can get to know you. I mean, music is so interpersonal. Yes, we consume it digitally, but if you aren't doing the groundwork, I think in those regions, it'll be very difficult. So my suggestion would be um, go there, see what the scene is like. If you really want to break there, make those connections and meet people and then, um, you know, see where you need to invest to make that happen within, within that, within that network. 
um, would be would be my suggestion. If that's that makes good. sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I I totally agree. I think it it's it's a really good point. Um, so so kind of delving that into you know additional connections and and I think this is a good segue for for Victor. Um, you know, obviously Victor, uh, you know, you work in an SBS, uh, which is traditionally known, you know, as a, as a you know like a radio. Um, you know, people typically think radio, but I know you've mentioned that, you know, now there's a lot more diversity in terms of the offerings, you know, that SBS has, but their apps, live events, there's a lot, a lot of social media support, which now, you know, it's kind of like a new layer to radio, essentially, especially with like, just that large reach that, you know, a station, especially, you know, like SBS in terms of the network. Um, maybe if you can talk to us a little bit about that, you know, kind of like reaching, you know, a little bit about what you do like you know offerings but then also how you have been able to help you know like artists in general um reaching like a little bit more kind of like niche niche audiences well it's it's you've all touched on points that are very interesting and i'm and you're talking and, and i'm kind of thinking about a lot of things at the same time and and i go back to one thing and it's 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 it comes down to really understanding what the artist to who he's singing to like like when an artist has a very specific um, niche, well, it's a little bit easier to kind of do a marketing strategy to attack that niche. Um, but when you have a little bit of everything and you're trying to be a little bit more mainstream, then it becomes a little bit more complex. That's when you really, as an artist, need to depend on the digital platforms, on the radios, on the TV stations, on the local influencer to be talking about what you're doing so i think it, it really comes down and, and one thing that i that i'm very proud about our company is that we we don't like to do just a marketing plan we like to sit down with the artists with the management with the publicists and really understand what they're trying to do on the marketing side and and understand what the what what their music is about and what they're trying to represent and then we take it from there in in, in 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 our company we obviously have tropical stations we have reggaeton station we have um regional mexicano station so it, it, it's it always going to depend on what type of artist what is it that he wants to sing about what type of genre so all of our, all of those things factor in when we present a marketing plan um i think i think it was adele that said that it was very important to have your local connections. And I agree, I think that nowadays, this, this new generation, they they think that everything is done by digital. And I think that what makes an artist big is having that combination. Um, obviously, there's exceptions to the rules, but I think that, that when you see these big artists, one thing they have in common is that they have this local connection in each market where people feel closer to them. So I think that's one of the things that we've been able to do in the US. And uh, I think if, if you're gonna be a worldwide artist, you need to figure out in each market who's the person who's gonna help you reach that audience. Yeah. I, I, I like that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely really important. And, and, you know, even I feel like Marcos, obviously you brought it up and it's just kind of, you know, like it's just giving me some thought here that, that yeah, you know, in terms of, of developing you know, relationships, it's really important, you know, if you want to enter a market, you know, having at least, you know, some key players there locally, 
um, that, you know, that, that, that can help you navigate, you know, like what, you know, understanding what are the priorities there in that territory. Um, so interesting. So then in terms of, of territories, um, what are some emerging territories that maybe, you know, and this is open to discussion, you know, for everybody, anybody that wants to kind of, you know, just kick it, but um, what are some emerging territories that you're more, most excited about? For, for me, and I'll be very brief, mm -hmm. um, a lot of people in the industry know SBS as a U.S.-based company in Puerto Rico. Um, what we've been able to do with La Musica.com and La Musica app is open it up to the world. Um, I think now with the digital scene, you're able to be in, in Colombia and still be able to see El Molusco from Puerto Rico and consume his content or be in Puerto Rico and consume something from Chile. So I think that these platforms like YouTube, like even Pandora and on the music side, you're able to get content um, from any part of the world, which is amazing. Um, for us, we've, we've in, in this pandemic, we've started doing live stream concerts. Um, to a shorter extent, we did uh, uh, um, Los Rabanes, which is a huge band from Panama. And for us, it was challenging because our stations are in the US. So we needed to do what Adele said earlier, and reach out to companies locally in Panama, in Argentina, so they could help us promote and reach that audience. Um, the same thing we did with La India. We did a, a, a tribute to Celia Cruz and her birthday. Um, and it, it was amazing. And one of the main markets for salsa right now, it's Peru, it's Nicaragua besides Puerto Rico. So we had the promoter that did the show with us. He had to also get those local um, advertisers and make sure that, that there was a conversation happening. So for us, it's very exciting that even though we're a US-based company, we're able to do projects that talk to the world. Um, Marcos, you mentioned Calibash earlier. For us, we, we in, in Calibash, we get people from all over the world. Um, Dia Nacional de la Salsa in Puerto Rico, 35,000 people event. It's the main salsa event in the world. So a lot of people from Mexico, from Nicaragua, Peru, Colombia, they fly to Puerto Rico to, to be part of this event. So I think now with the tools that we have, we're able to, to kind of have a little bit from everywhere. So I think that's amazing for the artists and for us as platforms to be able to, you know, have a footprint everywhere we could have it. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, anybody want to share their emerging, you know, territories that they're the most excited about? I mean, for me, I'm definitely excited about uh, where we are right now. Like everyone's just like turning their heads to um, Argentina. I think I, I'm very excited for the for the trap they're doing there. I mean, there's some things that are blowing my mind. So definitely one one territory to keep looking at and Peru as well. Nice. Marcos, if you want to share a little bit. Well, I can share. Um, you know, we, we work across um, all of the territories and obviously Mexico and Brazil are our biggest markets. But right before COVID hit, Peru and Ecuador were really growing on the live scene um, for international music. And they're still, they still have a really strong appetite. And I know they're smaller. And same with Costa Rica. Everybody thinks about expats in Costa Rica, but actually Costa Rica was starting to develop um, very cool indie festivals. So we're very excited, you know, 2021, 22 to get back in there and, you know, help develop these these very exciting young markets that have a big appetite to consume music. Um, 
you know, without forgetting the importance Mexico, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, and Argentina have? Uh, yeah, I, I would say I'm excited about, um, you know, contemporary tropical music, but not necessarily in the sense of like salsa merengue, like just Caribbean artists, I think, are doing such amazing work um, and, and really improvising and, and pushing boundaries. I love the newer artists coming out of uh, Republica Dominicana, um, like El Cheriscom and Kiko Crazy, like that new sound of Dembo. But then also you have artists like Richie Oriach who are doing like a, a totally different sound. So that and that and they and they could totally collaborate together too. Like I love the the breaking down of genres, um, and just you know a willingness. Like I think Kiko actually just uh, is on the new Rita La Indiana um, album as well, which is you know a, a pairing a, a you know a quote unquote urban artist with someone who's more like uh, left of center fusiony um, political. You know, I, I think that's really exciting. Um, I, I love what's happening in Colombia and the Pacific coast in like Santa Marta and Barranquilla and Cartagena, like artists like Yera and um, Tropical Minds and Lalo Ebrat, um, Bele, Toto El Frio. I, I think I think their stuff is is incredible. And I think um, I love to see like, you know, Medellin will always be big, but I love, I mean, there's such a huge musical legacy on the Caribbean coast of Colombia. I'm really excited to see artists have that tropical vibe, but be doing something totally different, um, you know, and, and there's tons of other examples of that. But to me, that's really exciting, like young kids just doing their thing, having access to to a global um, audience and then getting recognized for being uncompromising in their artistic vision. Like, uh, to me, that's really exciting. Yeah, no, I agree. I get excited about all that too. Um, so, so I know that um, just kind of like offline, we were talking a little bit too about, you know, the relationship with Europe and also Latin American content. Um, so maybe Adele, we can, you know, maybe you can kick it off in terms of, of how does that look like? What is that relationship, you know, for people that perhaps are not a little bit aware, but that demand of, of that music, you know, in those territories and how, how can, you know, how can we point any digital campaign, you know, if we were going to be talking about, let's say like, a LATAM, you know, audience that also is interested in in in, uh, in creating campaigns in that space. Um, if you want to talk a little bit about that, sure. Is it about um, Latin artists going into Europe or the other way around? Yeah, I know that perhaps in our audience there could be people too that are interested in in how to you know let's say enter uh, the Latin market as well. You know, because obviously there's always this cross pollinate cross cross pollination. You know from different territories so 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 yeah how uh you know how to enter then you know perhaps a lot of music into into the european market or how does that look like well it's it's really interesting because it's, it's happened always you know since the beginning of time you always find you know mexican artists or colombian artists that they they have a great touring uh career in europe especially you know france spain um and you know, right right now, what we're seeing is this great kind of hybrid of of Latin artists that are based in France, that are doing both, um, or you know, even like you know, we've we've had um, an experience with like a, a Panamanian Mexican artist based in France who started her career there. Um, another Venezuelan French artist. We have a an artist that's Cuban French. So we see this this incredible cross, but we also find like. Obviously, we need the touring, but there's been an array of artists that have been able to tour Asia that are well known in Asia that are Latin that perhaps 
it's not like uh, mainstream, but they're making a good career on the on the touring side. And I think, um, generally speaking, if the music is good and it connects, there's a lot of openness, especially in Europe, for 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 them to hear this music. Um, and you know, obviously, the tours help. Um, I know right now we don't have that. There's a lot of virtual opportunity, but. Um, you know, I think it was Mar Marcus was saying earlier that you know that the touring, especially for indie, is a big deal, and and I think it goes the same way when we're trying to ex export maybe not the commercial music, but more of the indie music, more of the um, niche music that that you know that we have the experience with. But um, what I really love is right now this cross of nationalities that you know we're working with. So you know this um, just. You know these Latin artists that are that are that have been able to be exposed to Europe or the U.S. that are working across all markets. I think that's really exciting. You know where where we see music as as the one place where there's no borders. We see music as as the one connection where you don't need to speak the same language, and it's just a feeling. And and that is something that as as music executives in in the space, is the one thing that I feel like we're the most proud about. You know, is being able to to help the new generations understand that we're all world citizens and no matter what you look like what color you're you have on your skin what gender you are what language you speak we can all feel the music even if you don't understand the lyrics whether it's in spanish in portuguese in haitian or french haitian or you know spanish puerto rican which it took me a long time to to grasp as a mexican um you know whatever that may be I think the most important thing is that music is the one connection that cannot, you know, stand in the way of, of us connecting as humans. I love it. I love it. Uh, Andrea, I don't know if perhaps you have any, you know, any insight on that end too. No, I mean, it's just that Adele just hit a point that is just, it's also like a little bit like personal to me because we don't have to go even that far, you know, in Latin America. And I think Adele is going to agree with me, you know, in terms of um, all the Spanish speaking countries and then there's Brazil, you know, and so and that breaking that barrier. I'm actually like my mom's Brazilian, my dad's Mexican. So I have <laughs> very close to my heart, like seeing whenever I see this collaboration of a Brazilian artist and a Spanish speaking artist, it's just for me personally, it's like very exciting to see because there's a lot of like, um, you see a lot of separation, even in Latin America, because of that difference in language. But when we see it together, it's the same vibe, it's the same energy. Like right now, like giving it the last example I have on top of my head, like Dana Paola and Aitana, and then Luisa Sonza, you know? So it's like a, an artist from Spain, a Mexican, and then a Brazilian. And it's just like an amazing combination. And we're, we're seeing that a lot. And I, I can't wait to see more. Well, like whenever I see this types of mixes and and it works and in, even more than it works it's 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 exciting to see so so definitely on board on everything that Adele said so it, it's the same energy it's the same um, willing to connect with with an audience with a bigger audience than they're maybe used to and that's one of the things that we also push you know on YouTube like what how are we going to reach more people obviously we're not going to look for the same like artists that has the same fans that we have how about we expand more you know move the needle a little bit you know further and and find something else that maybe we don't even know that we we were connecting to or or have a, a find an audience that actually gets it you know like the whole picture so i think 
I think this is something that is happening a lot. I'm happy. I'm happy that it's happening and it should be happening even more, you know? So, so yeah, that's how I feel about it. Great. Awesome. Um, so we're reaching here our last 15 minutes of the, you know, the panel. So um, I'd love to, to just kind of have everybody, you know, maybe just uh, give their final, you know, final words, you know, in terms of tips and recommendations from the viewer, you know, to the viewers, um, you know, obviously whether it's Latin artists trying to enter, you know, the Latin market, uh, you know, beyond what their, their local scene is, or for, you know, non-Latin, you know, consumers also looking to enter the market. So whoever would like to, you know, to kick it off, welcome to do so. I want to add something to what Adele said um, because it's very interesting. We we talk a lot in the industry. I don't know if it happens to you guys about what's the next thing. <clears throat> Every week we get New Music Friday and, and our team, we're always talking about this is coming out, this came out, and we're always talking about what's the next thing. I think we've gotten to a point where I agree with, with both of you that, that people want to see more of these merging of, of cultures, and different languages. So I would like to add that for artists out there that that feel that the only genre that's getting love in the world is the urban music, which I love by the way, and I work with all of them, but that's not the only thing out there. I think that whatever you do, if you keep it authentic, if you keep, if you have a gimmick, if you have a story, go with it. I mean, platforms like YouTube, like Pandora, like SBS, we have spaces for, for different types of genres. So I would like to see more of, of, of different genres instead of all artists only wanting to record one genre, or maybe we could find a way to merge both worlds. Like for example, I saw the other day Gente de Zona with Gerardo Ortiz. And uh, for example, also you see Gendry, it's a Dominican that's also Italian. So. I think that, that as an artist, the only thing that I would love to for artists out there that are trying to get into Latin America, Puerto Rico, US, do whatever you feel and, and go for it. Uh, and I, I would I would like to add to that that you know we have a lot of clients that are non-Latin, right? And there's a lot of preconception that you need to sound Latin to appeal to Latin America, and that is so not true. Because in Latin America, we love all music, you know, sounding from all parts of the world. And, and I think Victor, you're, you're spot on in like, just keep it real to what's real to you. Be genuine because at the end of the day, I feel like our consumer is smart. And at the end of the day, we're transmitting emotions and feelings and if they're real, they'll connect. You know, we're as marketing, we're only as good as our music. And if the music is coming from a real place, from a, a good genuine place, you know, and you're talented, you know, it might take a longer time. It might take a bit of nudging, but, and, you know, knocking on the door, maybe fat, you know, longer, but as long as it's, it's true, you, you will, you will get there. And, you know, and, and I guess success, depending on where you stand, you know, it, it's so different for everyone. So, you know, not for, you know, not everybody has to be the number one at billboard and not everyone has to, you know, fill millions of, of tickets, but as long as, you know, you're reaching people and you're helping them in their lives. I think that's a huge measure of success. 
For sure, I, I, I agree. Agreeing with um, Victor and and Adele, I think I'm actually going to steal the quote of a quote. <laughs> a, a, a music colleague was just uh, giving this example of this video where um, Guillermo del Toro is talking about cinema. But he was like, well, this applies to music as well. And, and I couldn't agree more, you know, like the way that you're going to reach globally is, um, is, is as long as you keep real to yourself and maybe like not, not exactly like local, but like what you know, this is what's going to connect with the world, like how passionate you feel about what you know and show it, you know, a showcase in, a, in, in, in the form of art. That's what's going to connect. That's what's going to reach your your audience, and that's what's going to touch like millions of people, you know, and then result in millions of views, millions of streams, or whatnot. So I think I think that's basically something that that sums it up, you know, and you know, just uh, completing or taking a little bit of, of what Adele just said, you know, as long as it's real, it's it's gonna connect, and you know, as long as it, the music is good and it's going to touch uh, um, whoever you want to touch, I, that's it. That that's gonna that's what's gonna make it. Yeah, I agree with all those points. Definitely authenticity and, and being a, a real reflection of your audience um, so people can see themselves in you and, and relate to you. Um, I think that's 100% what we all relate to in music, like somebody who touches you. Um, and it's difficult to do that when you're, when you're not comfortable and you're doing something that is contrived. Um, and so often musicians are forced to you know, gain some success and then are forced into a sound. I do think you you really and Janelle, we talk. I think every panel that we all we're in connection with, we talk about this. Um, just that I think you do need to to create a local audience if possible, um, because th those are the people who are going to elevate you and help you increase your platform and and help co-sign your authenticity. So um, I think there's there's no substitution for really doing that groundwork in the beginning growing your audience. And it, it could be a community that's online of like-minded people. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a geographic community, but I think um, to just expect to come out of nowhere is is very difficult. Some people achieve it, but um, you know, I think there's no substitution for that initial work of really, you know, and it, obviously it's difficult to do shows right now. And it's such a huge part of getting to know an audience, but um, just, you know, I think that's that's crucial is is having the support of your community and them with you on that journey. Yeah, no, definitely. No, and, and I think um, you know, as we as we've been chatting, I also you know see the importance of of even more now than ever. You know, with the pandemic, being able to collaborate with other artists. You know, so this is a good opportunity um, that you know, if if there are specific regions that you are interested in, you know, and and in entering then you know doing your research doing your diligence of you know whether it's somebody that you already love that's established or do a little bit of research in terms of you know somebody that that you can do somebody something regionally um you know i have an example of like uh there's an artist andrea cruz she's from puerto rico and she you know now is is taking that time to then now do some collaborations in mexico and brazil um you know because if if obviously touring has stopped and and obviously you can't do any you know any shows any live shows and at least you can still you know do it online and whether these collaborations can be obviously doing music together or doing live streams together um stuff like that so so yeah so it's it's a very interesting time but i feel like at the same on the same 
you know, line, then and it's a it's still, you know, like a good time to to connect and reach out, you know, reach out, reach out, uh, since a lot of people are still looking kind of for that connectivity regardless. Um, so yeah, so I think that's uh that's it for today now. Um, but um, but I definitely wanted to thank you know I want to thank everybody for for joining us today. You know for for our panelists and our viewers. Uh, stay tuned, obviously for for the next couple of panels that will be coming out. And uh, and if you have any questions, obviously feel free to reach out, comment in the video, and we'll make sure to 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 answer any questions that you may have. So thank you very much, and take care. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night, Aria, everybody. Thank Bye. you so much. Thank you.